one of the central questions on everybody's mind in the United States is why? Why does Putin always want his hands on Ukraine? And I'll be the first to admit, I don't exactly have an advanced degree in Russian studies either. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is foreign to me as well. But the bottom line is, Kevin, something that we have alluded to in the past is that really what this comes down to is that genuinely, just genuinely, Vladimir Putin and a lot of the Russians, they do not view Ukraine as an independent country. They have always viewed this as part of Russia. And when they see NATO coming in and NATO defending Ukraine and offering Ukraine assistance as a sovereign nation, this is an affront to them. It's an affront in several ways because, number one, uh, you know, this is the same NATO and the same U.S. allies that are turning up their nose to the Russians. And number two, you're propping up a breakaway region that we do not consider to be a country. It's not a sovereign nation. I pulled this piece from, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Alexander Nazarian, senior White House correspondent with Yahoo News, and a guy who grew up in the former Soviet Union back in the 1980s. And he wrote this piece for Yahoo News. And the title of the piece is, What the West Does Not Understand About Russia or Ukraine. And it begins with a quote. Quote, you have to understand, George, Ukraine is not even a country. End quote. Those were the words uttered by Russian President Vladimir Putin back in 2008 during a meeting with then-U.S. President George W. Bush. You have to understand, George, Ukraine is not a country. It was an unambiguous assertion of ownership over a sovereign nation, an assertion that has particular resonance 14 years later, as Putin has just recognized the independence of two Ukrainian regions and sent troops into Ukraine itself. Yeah, because those, those two regions, Donetsk and Luhansk, they... Uh... They they declared their uh, independence from Ukraine, God, eight years ago, nine, eight years ago, back in 2014. 2014 is when they did that. And and, and so you got Russian speakers there, and uh, they didn't want to be part of Ukraine. And and so Russia uses that as, as the pretext to go in to Ukraine. Mr. Nazarian, who again, this writer, grew up in the Soviet Union. He is a Russian, so he has an idea what he's talking about here. He says, the West, of course, is outraged by Putin's current aggression as well as by the logic for his seemingly inevitable full-scale invasion. Such outrage, however, ignores a complex and uncomfortable truth. Many Russians recognize Putin's sentiments about Ukraine as largely in keeping with established beliefs about the relationship between the nuclear superpower and its much smaller neighbor, which has a similar language and culture. That may explain why many Russians support military action against Ukraine, which they see as a necessary response to Western meddling. So again, do you, you, you see how Putin and the Russians are, are gaslighting this situation. Ukraine is recognized as a sovereign nation by us and by NATO and by international allies. It's not the case in Russia. In Russia, Ukraine is part of our country. Well, who are all these people... And why are they saying Ukraine is a separate country? It's not. The majority of Russians believe this is part of us. Why is the West meddling in our affairs? You see how they switch the roles there? Absolutely. Totally they different. flip the totally, script. Totally different perspective than yeah. what we have. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, obviously, I'm going to think our perspective is right. I certainly do. Uh, 
The New York Times spoke with one elderly person in Moscow, just as an example. Here's what they told the New York Times. Quote, America badly wants to start this war. This is what one elderly person told the New York Times, citing, as Putin has, the expansion of NATO Mm -hmm. into Eastern Europe as a prime reason for the current conflict. So again, it's not that Vladimir Putin is invading a sovereign nation. This is our country. Ukraine is part of our country. You people are the ones who are amassing the troops and aggression through NATO, trying to move in on our country. Why are you doing that? Vladimir Putin is defending us. It's the same trickery that Adolf Hitler played back in the 1930s. That's how their state-run media explains exactly. it to the population, exactly. and so that's that's exactly what they believe. And, and it is the exact same mind games that Hitler was playing back in the 30s and 1940s. No, we're, we're, we're not trying to invade other countries and kill other people and subjugate cultures and religions. It's just you people keep being the aggressor towards us, and at some point, you know, the small guy has to stand up and defend himself. Yeah, that's when the way Hitler into, explained it. When he went into Czechoslovakia, he said these are German-speaking people anyway. They really should be part of that's because of the you know Treaty of Versailles took this part of Germany away from us, and they want to be part of Germany. Yeah, but that's what Russia's doing too. Yeah. That's exactly it, it's almost exactly what Russia's doing too. Yeah. But I'll leave you with this one quote here, folks. And again, this is Alexander Nazarian, senior White House correspondent for Yahoo News. And he writes this, having grown up in the Soviet Union in the 1980s, I can assure most Americans that most Russians view Ukraine as part of Russia. It's impossible to speak for a nation of 144 million people, especially long after leaving. But the Russian view of geopolitics and history has, paradoxically, become more assertively nationalistic than it was even during the Soviet era when it tellingly embraced Joseph Stalin as a model leader. So th- this is a Russian man grew up in the Soviet Union just trying to explain how they view these things. And, and this is how they view it. Yeah, I mean, and you don't know from over here because you're not there. You're not listening to their state-run media. You're not, uh, you, you haven't lived among the people, so you don't, you don't know their viewpoint, which is totally different than ours, just completely different. And, you know, you could, you could easily say that Putin's gaslighting him, you know. Right. Uh, he doesn't see it that way, but I do. And this is exactly how strong men like this stay in power. Look at North Korea. I mean, why have the North Koreans been suffering for as long as they have under the communist dictatorship there? They don't know any better. They don't know that they don't have media outlets. They don't have any access to Western culture that can show them how much nicer and better and more pleasant things are outside North Korea. Mm -hmm. If all you've ever seen in your entire life is what's going on in North Korea... You would think you have it pretty good. I mean, certainly as good, no worse than anybody else, because you've never <laughs> seen anything else. So, you know, just an interesting insight here uh, to those still questioning. I have questioned. I- I've asked the question rhetorically on these airwaves. Why? Why does Putin care so much? Deep down, it really just comes back to this. The Russians view this as part of their country, and they view us and NATO as the enemies here. You're the ones who meddled in our affairs. Yeah. You know, how would you like it if we came over to you and tried to take Texas away? How, how would you like it if we came over there and tried to take Minnesota away? You want to just sit back and let us do that? That's what you're doing to us. That's how they view it. Yeah, I and mean, I've heard reports say that he views the breakup of the Soviet Union 
as the worst thing that happened geopolitically yeah. in his lifetime. Right. And he wants to get the band back together. He wants to put the band back together. Mm-hmm.